This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Evening, everyone. Welcome to Friday Night Live with That Mill Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well tonight. As always, joining me, my regular friends and co-hosts. First up, Mr. X Founder Board, Mickey Simpson. Hello, mate. 
Hello, mate. You're all right. Can you hear me? You're, you're in the coats of X Fan and the Board Arms, is it over there in um, the pub garden? There, yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, I'm in the haters' arms tonight, mate. Haters' arms. Haters' arms. I like it. Um, also joining us as always, Mr. Neil Fizzler. Hello, Neil. Evening, Omar. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's had a good week. He um, helped us out last week, and um, today he's coming back in again. It's the guru of Mill knowledge, Mr. Kai Bennett, Mill Fan TV. How you doing, mate? You're right. Very good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me again. Yeah, that intro gives me goosebumps. I think I saw it circling on Twitter. We have to shout out MFC 1885, don't we, Mickey, for that one, I think. It's in the chat, I think, yeah. There he is. Yeah, so shout out to you, mate. That's a great video. I think, you know, it's, if only there was a Netflix series to do with Millwall, I don't think they'd touch us with barge pole to do something like that down the den, to be honest, because maybe from Millwall's point of view as well, it's just all told of issues could be in that one. But yeah, obviously it was a great video. And yeah, like I said, get goosebumps. I think the one that gets me the most there is the... Leicester video where it's the away end and obviously when Sean Cummings scores his goal I know that just it tingles the spine there a little bit when we're beating the, at the time champions so I know that's my personal favourite but yeah if you're in the chat guys be sure to say hello there's a few of you already popped up uh, hello Mark McCallum hope you're doing well mate thanks for your comment and uh, obviously be sure to interact with us throughout the show everyone even to Barry even to Kevin hope you're doing well mate um, we've got a little thank you here from Mark to you all, you Mickey for the posters that you sent him his way so he says thanks for that Hello to Linus, evening to Gavin. I'm not on alcohol tonight, but I'll have a few in the pub tomorrow. But I'm on a little bit of squash. What are we on, guys? <laughs> Mickey's on the Guinness. The black stuff, is that what they call it these days still? Um, dinner. I put Kai on, on the spot a little bit. Kai, what have we got to have, mate? <laughs> black iron squash. Black iron squash, you see? Yes, it's the way forward on a Friday night. Yeah, start, me, anyway. Can we start calling Kai Chris? Oh, Chris. Yeah. Chris, we're going over to Kai Chris Kamara over there. <laughs> What's the latest in um, the game tonight, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us, Kai? What's the latest score tonight? Oh, mate, it's, it's just finished. 1-0 uh, nil, nil Cardiff. Keith Moore from the go. spot. Looks like uh, uh, Everton, Everton Tottenham's just about to start. So There you go. So, um, so we're we'll, getting... We're getting, we're getting live updates from everyone. <laughs> yeah, right, Remember, come straight in, yeah? Same, same as they do on Sky, straight in with the goal! <laughs> All right. And um, then you've got to turn your laptop around so we can see the review, the replay, all right? <laughs> evening to Joe, evening to Mick M, evening to Darren, and evening to Dean Elliott. And also, yeah, I mean, comments already coming in. 1-1 one, one Reading, apparently, for, from Darren Swan. So he's correcting us already, yeah. mate. But, uh, so he's missed that. that. He's given us our full attention. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a beauty... I don't know, Jeff. Is that? Is that, is that, that know, you missed that. Last minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have missed that. Sorry about that. Just there. Hope you're. Dean, hope you keeping safe out there in Belfast. Over here, it looks a bit naughty out there lately, mate. So, um, hope you're keeping safe, mate. But gents, obviously today we're here on the Friday before so Saturday, as per usual, um, and we're going to preview obviously the game tomorrow, which is obviously at home or away to Brentford. Sorry, twelve thirty kickoff. Uh, but I guess we'll just start off before we before we go on about Saturday's game um, and the crushing three 0 defeat at home to Swansea City. Um, hello to Paul from Melbourne. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Much appreciated. But yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, it, was, it feels like a week ago. It was almost was. It feels like a little while ago now, and it kind of crushed the season. Neil, you're not going to have to do any forfeit if we make the playoffs because it's nigh on impossible now, mate. But your thoughts on Saturday's game? Just gone. It was fucking shit, wasn't it? Let's face it, we played like a bunch of cunts as per normal. A mm-hmm. shout out to Kai's family who are, who are learning all kinds of new words here again tonight. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> mate, it was fucking awful, wasn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, but let's not dress it up as anything other than what it was. It was fucking embarrassing. Yet again, he picks a shit team. 
uh, Pierce played, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He's got the fucking mobility of a fucking uh, my next door neighbour on a fucking mobility scooter going up a hill. Uh, it, it, it was just fucking useless, wasn't it? We improved slightly second half, I think. I can't fucking remember. Yeah, well, I was that fucking depressed. It was a load of wank, as Barry says. I mean, yeah, I mean, going into the game, obviously, Swansea had lost their last four, hadn't scored in four either, Kai. And obviously, they come out 3-0 victors. Jamal Lowe scoring a couple. I knew he would score because we was linked to him in the past, and it's always the way. Someone's going to come and hunt us. This would be a player that's been linked to us in the transfer room once upon a time. But yeah, what were your thoughts on the game, mate? Obviously, you know, I guess it puts the end any hope because I know you're the positive one out of us lot at the moment, mate, but... Playoffs is gone now, surely, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but not just that, Jamal Lowe, not not just um, not just linked with us as well, as well as um, a seventeen match goal it's run, hadn't he? He'd been on, so um, it, you just knew he was going to score against you as, as soon as you saw the seventeen match goal it's run. You knew he was going to get get a goal, and he got two, didn't he? So um, yeah, it was disappointing, but it, it could have been it could have been very different. Um, you know, Billy Mitchell had a had a strike that went just wide. I think in the first first couple of minutes, it, it took a deflection. That goes in. It's a completely different game. Again, if Cooper's straight after half term, if Cooper's header goes in instead of hitting the post, it's also a completely different game. So, yeah, disappointed. I think it probably does put the end to the playoffs. But you know, um, hopefully we can rebuild now. And and, and Raul said that we're going to use some use the last five games to experiment with the squad. So hopefully, hopefully does that. And but but obviously we need to continue to stay competitive and try and finish as high as we can. Just on that one, Kai, I mean, um, I'll come to the comments because I feel like it's a bit appropriate as well. He's mentioned, uh, I've got one here from um, uh, Joe Zampa saying about George Evans dropping to the back. I mean, we ain't got many players left to experiment with, I feel like. We've sent a few players out on loan this week. Junior Tienz has gone out to Sutton. Uh, I think I saw another one, Alex Mitchell, went to Bromley yesterday. You know, we're loaning players out, obviously, because their 23 season's coming to an end. I think there's only two games left, and obviously there's about nine or ten still in the National League. But what would you want to experiment with? Would you want to change formation? What would you feel like is an appropriate way to kind of go? And that's the same to the chat. Like, And I'll also come to Neil and Mickey and get their thoughts in a moment. But, you know, what would we like to see that's maybe different from what we've had at the moment? And obviously, what I mean, Piers, for me, is gone this season, but... We'll have to wait and see. But what would you like to see maybe change or a different approach kind of the next five games? Um, I agree with Joe firstly, um, to to drop Evans. Evans back into back into defence is a is a is a good one. Um, you know, I think with without Hutch, we 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 really missed Hutch, but we need someone to be a little bit more um as as Mickey as uh, Nils would say, mobile. He's not he's not as mo- not very mobile. Um Alex Alex Pierce, I think he, you know, he does the it does the um he's a very He's a very old-fashioned player, and he'll just hoof the ball, hoof the ball out, and that's what you need. Last five, ten minutes when you're winning one nil. But I just think with that, when you're, when you're, you know, tomorrow if he does that, we'll just keep inviting pressure on and, and keep inviting pressure on. So we need someone at the back to to, to, to pick the ball up and, and pass it around. And and the and I agree with that. Bring Woods back into the midfield as well. Um, I think the best way to hurt Brentford tomorrow is, is simply just just keep onto the ball and, and try and. Uh, retain ball, the ball well because if if you don't they'll just they just keep coming at you and keep coming at you and in the end you'll have to, in the end we'll um, we'll eventually buckle. Yeah, I mean I agree with you there, mate. I think um, it'll be a tough game tomorrow. We'll come on to the preview about Brentford in a little while. Obviously, we'll try and recap this game. I mean, Mickey, it's over, right? Fifty-eight points. We're um, thirteen behind with five to go. Only fifteen available. It's crushed. It's gone. But you know, what's your thoughts? Obviously, you know, on Saturday's game. And obviously, have we missed Ryan Woods, mate? Because I know you're part of the fan club over there for um, Ryan Woods. What, what's your thoughts on that one about the prospect of him coming back in tomorrow? You going to talk? or You're on mute, mate. I can't hear you. You're on mute, I think. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over until the fat lady sings. But as I said last week, you know, the chances are we ain't going to do it. But 
it's not over till it's over. Um, <laughs> think you, um... It was it was fucking over a month ago. Get real. It's not over. It's not over till it's over. It is. And it's not it, over till it's, it's over. over a month ago. It's not over till it's over. And um, and Woods, I don't know. You know, with Woods, I mean, he's a pain in the ass when he fucking plays. But we seem to sort of miss him a bit when when he, he, he ain't been there the last two games. It, there seems to be um, something, I don't know. Uh, when he plays, he don't fucking, he, he don't bring loads to us. But when he's not there, we seem to be fucking missing. Um, so, yeah, the jury's out on him. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his, but he does definitely bring something, especially in the moment when Hutch ain't there, so... I think uh, the chat strongly disagrees with you. Uh, I know I like your analogy saying it's not over till it's over, Mickey. Don't get me wrong, but you know Barry saying more chance of me getting some tonight. Gavin saying it's over. Dave saying it's simple. Oh, I don't dreaming. think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But the trouble is with the way this, with the way football is and everything else, it is never over until it's over. Um, I think to be fair, we've had too many draws this season. Um, if we'd have turned some of those draws into wins, then you know. It'll be a different saga, but definitely we're. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. But football is football, so it is never over until it's over. That's you know, last game of the season, then it's all over. We've seen things change around, and people have the you know start losing form and all that. It's just it's just a shame we ain't got leads in this league because they normally fuck it up coming into the end part of the season. I mean, on that one, you know, you're saying about the season as it is. You know, we've not actually drawn nil in our last nine games. The stat that I found out earlier today. Obviously, for being the draw specialist that we were, obviously we drew half our games before that point. Um, what's the score going to be tomorrow? Are we going to draw nil nil? What do you reckon? <laughs> but obviously, Mate. the real the real crux of this season, as Neil was going to say, is we haven't scored goals. Forty one goals in forty one games, we just haven't scored enough to be anywhere near it, have we? Really, mate. To be honest, I've uh, I think I've been on this on your pod, or I joined up with you lot when. September, October time, mm-hmm. possibly. And yep. we've been September, saying the October. whole thing, the whole thing, the whole time, haven't we? We've not scored enough goals. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock. We've drawn too many. Fucking hell. Uh, it, it, it is the same old thing, same old, same old, isn't it? We haven't, well, we didn't invest in forwards in January when we should have done. Uh, we should have got rid of the shit uh, or attempted to, got people in who stand half a chance of scoring instead of getting in a geezer from the fucking Premier League who's always fucking injured. Uh, I agree with Joe Zampa, we haven't lost that many, which mm-hmm. is a good, which is actually a positive. We are actually quite difficult to fucking beat. Yeah, we are very difficult to beat, and that's unless you're Swansea, of course, and then we fucking part like the Red Sea, don't we? Uh, I, I just wish it was a bit more entertaining, to be honest. I think it's boring watching us play. It's It gets to the stage now where you don't really want to watch games, and there's fuck is it all boring? else to do, so you watch them and- Neil, is it boring Mate, though because we're not there, up. or is it, is it is it boring because we're watching it on TV? We're not investing in it as much, or is it? You know, it's the same as what it might have been a couple of years ago before we we was at the games. Is it only because now we're saying we're not there? It, it's boring. It's hard to get invested, or 
you know, it, it's it's been the same for a while for us, to be honest. Mate, to be honest, yeah, I think it's I I think it is genuinely shit to watch. Yeah, even if we were there or not there, it wouldn't make much of a fucking difference. To be quite honest, I don't think we play. Be, I don't think we play like that if we were there. Yeah, you'd be bored yep. to fucking tears. The way that he sets his side up is not to lose a game, or is not to lose a game of football. And if we can win it, it's an optional extra, and it? it's a Brucey bonus, as they say. Because it's all a results uh, game now. That's the problem, isn't it? It's, yeah, well, our forwards are shit. Yeah, well, that's get on. Yeah, well, that's be honest. And if he thinks that, I think we touched upon it last week that he was thinking about uh, revisiting his summer transfer plans because this magical formula of Jed Wallace and Mason Bennett. I fucking mm-hmm. yeah, well, I fucking suggest that he actually revisits them yet again because fucking those two aren't the answer, not after last week. But to be fair, we're very difficult to beat and we'd have settled for a top 10 finish at the start of the season, really, wouldn't we? We'd, yeah, we'd settle for a top 10 finish in this league every season because we've got one of the lowest budgets, one of the trans, yeah, one of the smallest transfer budgets. So... He, yeah, he's actually worked a miracle to get us where we are and to make us as hard to beat as we are. But it's just fucking shit to watch. Well, this is, uh, some of the comments that, you know, obviously beg- going on the question of, you know, shit to watch. I mean, Barry agrees with you. You know, he's saying, I can't argue with Neil, to be honest. It's been boring because it's shit. Let's be honest. I still, I'm, I'm in the camp here with the same here with City's nice same man. It wouldn't be as boring as we, if we were there. All football's been shit with no crowds on, and on TV. You know, like I, I'm sat there, I was sitting there watching the game and, I got bored watching it. It's because, and yeah. I, the thing is, I, if I was at the game, it's, it's the experience of it being at the game and being more invested. I, I understand. I agree. The, the, the way we set up is shit and boring. But at the same time, you know, on a budget that we've got comparatively to the rest of the league, the last fifteen games yeah. we're fifth, we're fifth place in the table. I'm not. I know the season's played from August or in this case from September till May, but. You know, you got to take it into context. Since he's changed his formation, that albeit is boring to watch, it's it's effective. It's and if I feel like if we do invest and in, and get that striker in that can score some goals, I don't think this formation is going to go away. I'll be honest with you. You know, we're talking about what we're going to see in the next five games. My thing was youngsters. I wanted to see youngsters play, but you know, I think only Muller and Alexander, the only two left that I'd want to see given a go. Um, everyone else has gone out on loan. I think even Sam Skeffington went out on loan to Barnet during the week. You know, players that have been in and around the twenty-three setup have all kind of fucked off to play games which again I can't argue with it's great experience at conference level but yeah I mean Kai you know fifth place in the form table the last 15 games it's boring do you, do you agree it's boring to watch or what's your thoughts on that but obviously you know if it gets the results you know if, if we're at the games I think it's not as boring to watch personally what do you think? No I agree I think uh, when you're at the game you get more into it don't you and, and I think that also the players feed off the crowd don't they so um, you know, I don't, even if we were, if if we were there, we wouldn't allow them to to drop off as as, as much as they do. And sometimes when we go one nil up, I feel like we drop too deep. We we almost invite the opposition onto us. And, and I think if the crowd were there, they'd be pushing for a second and and then a third. But it, it's a hard one. But um, no, I do I do agree with you. I think uh, this 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 system is obviously effective. Is it boring? It probably is. Um, but but one thing we have to do, we have to do give credit for Raul to for is. Um, is finding Jed and Bennett up up top because I think they've been brilliant since since going up there and Bennett has been has been fantastic recently and we, we've seen while we've got him for well a, a rumored such cheap price wasn't it so in in that in that case we found a we we found a really good um 
attacking duo. But if we can get, you know, a goal, a goal scorer or two, as well as them two on the wings, or we don't know where, who, who knows where it could take us next year. I guess this is opens a shoestring of oh, the whole scenario of recruitment and where we go. I think, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, I think we'll put recruitment to next week or a couple more weeks time towards the end of the season, if not even in the close season. Well, because, we're recruiting now, aren't we? So. Well, this is it though. But I, I did want to discuss some news throughout the week that, you know, obviously I look at news that done a lot for my resources because there's not a lot going on at the minute. It's quite just, a slow time at the just, moment. Go on, Mickey. Just before you do that, just one thing on what Joe said there. That, I mean, those of you who watched it on... On Saturday, obviously, we had Sky doing the um, the match and Neil Harris was there. And it was a comment what Neil Harris said, whether or not everyone caught it or not. But he turned around and obviously he must be speaking with a bit of a, with a bit of experience as well. Is that he said, Millwall is a top 16 finisher. That's that's all they are. You know, they, they will always be a top 16 finisher, maybe a top 12, but they aim to be a top 16 finisher. And is is that really what we are and and I suppose financially that's probably what the board want because it means they don't have to invest loads of money in to get us into the Prem. Um but it was just an interesting comment from Neil um to obviously possibly an insight of where the club thinks we should finish every season. It was only that was Joe yeah. Sanders' comment. Give us credit though, if we finish top ten, two top ten finishes in a row for us that's a sign of it's boring to watch but normally we have the high season and then the season after we struggle you know we got promoted on the jacket in 2010 we finished ninth place almost got into the playoffs by luck you know we lost to Swansea I think 2-1 at the time and then you know the season after we nosedived and we had two or three seasons of struggle jacket left we then get promoted on Neil Harris we have one good season mm. then two seasons you know sh- a struggle so to speak or a season of struggle then Harris leaves Rowdy managed to get top 10. For me, though, I can't help but feel, you know, two top 10 finishes, but I just feel like it's such a missed opportunity. Like, you know, we're talking about how, like, you know, Mickey's point there about saying finish top 16. I remember Kenny Jackett used to say, you know, we're a top 40 club in the country. He, I, there's a couple of times you say that in interviews, which meant implied that we're finishing a top 20 in the championship and we're not relegated. You know, we're one of the top 40 clubs and it kind of, it, I thought it was a load of bollocks. But I think it's because... The championship's not as competitive, I feel like, as it has been the last three or four years. Because you've got the scenario where you've got teams that have got the big budgets that are getting relegated and then going again. The championship's not the same. And I feel like we've missed an opportunity, like last season when we lost 4-3 to QPR towards the end of the season. And the same this season with all the draws. We missed an opportunity to go again. Injuries, I feel, have cost us. I might just put it out there. Okay, we're boring to watch, but... Look at it this way: like if we if we had players available throughout the whole season, if Parrot didn't get injured at the start of the season and was scoring in pre-season, and then he came into the season and scored goals, you know, if if Sahor didn't get injured after he scored that goal against Preston, where it looked like we turned the corner, I feel like we've missed this opportunity though because I think you're going to see the championship start to regurgitate again. Teams are going to get fans back next season, and then you know, hopefully we can go again. But it's a big ask for Mills to get three top ten finishes in a row. I think. You know, the chat is, there's a few things in here that I've seen, but I mean, go on, Neil, I'll let you say your piece. I feel like you wanted to say something as well there. But, you know, I feel like. No, I was just reading the chat, actually. I was just okay, reading the chat. I, I, I do actually agree with Richard Smith's comment there, actually, which is just underneath TTs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, well, we probably need one and then somebody to chip in and Jed to get a few. Uh, what but, about, uh, but I do actually, but I do actually agree that now we're in the type of situation 
where we've got nothing to play for between now and the end of the season. So that give young Alexander a run of four or five games. Yeah, yeah, we know that Bradshaw isn't really up to it. Bavardson will never make a fucking footballer as as long as I've got an arsehole. You yeah. need to have positive um, thoughts on. You need to have positive thoughts on on Bedvarston, get Neil. Because no, mate, if he I'm giving up on that. Goals next season, then uh, Omar's doing a streak down the blue, mate. We we've got to keep coming. <laughs> you know it's not going to happen, Bavardson, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, Bavardson isn't going to be here next season with some luck. Like, I think I think they'll look the fucking off in the summer. Yeah, uh, I mean, but what's he actually got to lose by actually playing young Ali? Yeah, by playing young Alexander between now and the end of the season. Yeah, we ain't going anywhere. If if he scores one or two, it's great for his confidence. Yeah. If he yeah. doesn't, you just put it down to a youngster and you loan him out next season. Same with Tyler Bury. I'd like to see Tyler Bury play. What, what about yeah. the rumours at the minute that Savile's um, out of favour where he is? Would you would you want him back? We couldn't afford him. I think our midfield's are a strong point of our team. Him. I don't think we need a new midfielder. We don't need new enforcers in there because you've got Kifton no. Bell, you've got Billy Mitchell, you know, you've got players in there, Brian Leonard's that, you know, play in his position that you don't need him. He's a good player though, Savile. If if we needed a midfielder and he was available for cheap, like, you know, I would definitely take him. The his, wages, got- his wages are a lot of money. I mean, he's on close to 20 plus thousand a week, so I reckon we wouldn't pay those wages. But but then Price of Football, Kieran from Price Football was you know our average wage bill for players is like twelve thirteen thousand pound each for players. Did you, you see? Know, did you see? We're that? close we are, to it. Did you see the wages thing you put out the other day um, with Kieran, where we're something like one hundred and hundred and thirteen percent our wage bill is? So you know we we pay something you know over over what it is of what we earn. We pay one hundred and twelve percent of what revenue we make. For wages, like, and you think, fucking hell. I feel this is like an underlying tone for me. Like, you know, this is one of the best areas in our recent history, you could say, or he's saying in middle history in general here from 69 Same Man. But we need significant well, investment well, to move on further. I mean, I well, agree with the last Neil, it's, a, it's a hot period, though. I f- it feels like if you want to compare it to another time, it, it's similar to when, you know, the FA Cup final era. Like, we ain't, got the, we ain't got the players that we're all relating to as much, but, you know, the results we're getting, we're becoming that top 10 team in the championship. So, like, you know, it's, do we need to invest and go for it next season? Could Berylson give us that five, ten million pound striker, which everyone's saying here? Look, I think I'm saying, saying is yeah. Pete Wright there. It's, it's, Maybe it's in the Barry. league, in, in definitely for a league campaign, because obviously Morrison got 23 one season, but I feel like a couple of them might have been in the cup and stuff like that. The same with Gregory, he got loads in the Johnson's Pate trophy. I think the last player to score 20 got league goals in the in the season for us might be Neil Harris. I'm happy to be proved wrong, but it's a bit of a quiz question, that one. But I think he's right there, to be honest, mate. Um, one more question I wanted to put in here for the chat as well, but also for you guys. If it wasn't for the money, would you want to be in the VAR Premier League? I wouldn't. Me personally... I would for that one season for 19 massive away days where there's 5,000 mil everywhere. That's the only reason why. And I, I know we probably, the way we are as a club, we wouldn't have the players to compete in the Premier League, to be honest with you. We wouldn't grab it by the, we wouldn't be able to be doing what Leeds are doing with Bielsa and their style of play. We'd be trying to, you know, dog it out and probably ultimately get relegated and then hopefully go again in the future. Look at Burnley and Sean Dyche. But for 19 away days and have it large in the Premier League and have, you know, the likes of Liverpool come down to the den, I'd love it. What about you, Kai? I'd absolutely love it. Um, you know, just just that sort of standard of football at the den would be would be great. We all look forward to a good FA Cup game, don't we? When we have a 
you know, Everton at the Den, you know, two years ago was was a fantastic day and, and we'd be playing them sort of teams week in, week out. It'd be brilliant. Um, I do agree with Gavin that, that the VAR does does ruin the Premier League. It just ruins the celebration, doesn't it? Because you're never really sure whether you've scored or not. It's like a it's like a constant check and, and I don't not particularly keen on that. Um, but it needs to be improved. Um, that's one thing I'd hope it would be in the in the future. But I'd I'd love to be in the Premier League, it, it, albeit even if it was just for a season. Mickey, Premier League or not? Or are you in the camp with Gavin? I I wouldn't want to deal with all the VAR, VAR shit because we would get a lot of it down down the den and stuff. But you know what? Just to be in there for one one season will fucking pump us a load of money and and we'll be able to do some finally fucking maybe start that region. But it'll be it'll be nice for one season to to go visit a few of the old favourites who we ain't seen in a long time. You know, Arsenal's, Man United's, Tottenham's, Liverpool's, mm-hmm. Everton's, etc. Um, but no, it, the VAR bit will be a pain in the ass. If there wasn't any money there, then no. But yeah. because of the money, what's there? Then it, it's it's a yes. How you, about you, Neil? Because on this one, right, for, for VAR, I've only experienced it once myself at a game. It was um, the Nations League for England, where Jesse Lingard's goal was disallowed by a toenail fracture like a year and a half ago, right? Almost two years ago now when I was out in Portugal. And do you know what? It was the most demoralising thing ever because we spent about a minute and a half celebrating like we fucking won it and we was going to go through to the Nations League final at the time. It was towards the end of the game. And then, you know, you've you've fallen down the seats, you know, and you, you've had it large, and then suddenly it gets disallowed. Like, and you know, for me as a fan, that was honestly my, my ultimate like, like, underlying experience of VAR. I understand the reasons for it, but for me at that point, I thought, you know what, I'd rather have contentious decisions and you know, fuck VAR off, to be honest. But I kind of still stick to that now, Neil. But you know, what's your thoughts on Gavin's point here? Well, one or two points. Uh, you asked me, would I take George Savile back? Absolutely not. I think we'd have to get rid of. Uh, a lot of well, we'd have to get rid of two or three midfielders, I think, to accommodate him. Uh, would I want a season in the Premier League? No, it'd be fucking embarrassing. We'd try to do it on the cheap, we'd be worse than Swindon in the year that they embarrassed themselves. Uh, I, I hate everything to do with the Premier League whether it's not that virtue signalling organisation that broadcast it. Uh, Just everything to do with it just isn't football. It's new football, or footy as they call it. Uh, The referees are shit, VAR are shit, the kick-off times are shit. Yeah, they do not want Millwall in that Premier League. We We are absolutely everything that the Premier League stands against. Yeah. I fucking love the thought of it. Just one season, just one season. I mean, the couple it would be fucking I mean, embarrassing. It would be bad. It would be embarrassing. Not to be like I spoke about a lot, but TT thinks it would be two seasons. I really think we'd struggle. I I know we've had the FA Cup history of you know being giant killers, and you know I had that kind of home form that we take with us. But I just think you know what, playing week in week out, and how that Premier League is, it's it's relentless, man. And like you know, players. And I just think squad. you know, you get a run of form where you've got it's all good and saying you know the home games, you know, we try and win, but you you might have a run over Christmas where you have got Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Tottenham, and let's be fair in this, you know, that would ruin us. And then afterwards, it'd be hard to go again. I think you know the squad. I, think I just think. Be knackered. We'd be fucking absolutely getting spanked every week because we just haven't. One, we haven't got the Premier League fitness. We're nowhere there on fitness in this in this level. 
let alone in the Premiership fitness. And two, our team is just nowhere near big enough. I mean, the Premiership's got what forty plus players. We they could you know realistically they could play different a different team every week. We we'd be lucky if we could play fucking a different eleven every week without you know we we we'd be fucked. Yeah, this is, this is exactly... <laughs> look at this comment. This just sums it up. Just to see the experience to see Matt Smith's <laughs> not sort of head against Liverpool. Like, uh, yeah, but, like, yeah, but unfortunately, but, yeah, but unfortunately he's showing Matt Smith the door, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, that's actually what yeah, I was going to take the conversation that We have got at the club, the one, mm-hmm. yeah, the one striker that can score goals, apparently we're going to release him because the manager don't fancy him for whatever reason. He it, did say it, it would be embarrassing. It, yeah, but it would be good to have the away days. Obviously, vermin over the yeah, well, over the publicly funded stadium. Arsenal are played at the Emirates. That's uh, that's a fucking lovely stadium. Uh, to go to Old Trafford again, Liverpool. But it would just be embarrassing. It would do, just do be you want, absolutely. Was that sarcasm, Neil? Was that sarcasm that? that the Emirates is a lovely stadium? It is. I played at it. It's a fucking lovely stadium. It's a fucking library. It's fucking Man. badly designed. It's no. designed for Yeah, but it's like a stadium. Yeah, yeah but, but like a stadium and a pitch to play on. And there's a pitch to play on mm. and everything around it. It's fucking, it's fucking top notch. It really is. And it would just... And the, yeah, but the good thing about going there is that you just fucking... The fucking noise that you'd make, it would just you know, make those spastics in the corner down at Sellers Park look like fucking what they are, really, wouldn't they? TT's got a point. See, look, I'm with him to an extent, Mickey, yeah. right? I'm with him to an yeah. extent, and I agree. I don't think we'd struggle, as in, I don't think we'd be a Derby County and get seven points in a season. I'm not no. saying that would no, happen, but... I just I, I couldn't see us getting ten wins in the Premier League in the thirty eight game season. I, I, I'll be honest, and I agree with TT. The Dem would be amazing, I, but I have I, to I, agree. I, 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 I'm in the middle here. With I agree with TT, but I also agree with with Barry because yeah. you know what I mean. It was it was it was like like I said with the fitness levels and all that. It was like an exhibition game when we. How when quality we was that? The, the, the Tottenham away. We look at it as a good thing. Like we loved yeah. it. We all loved it. Yeah. But we lost six yeah. 0 didn't we? I can't remember the score at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we got played off the park, and that was you know that that's what all happened. Yeah, like, we didn't but... even touch the ball for long periods yeah, of the game. Like, did we? And if it wasn't yeah, well, for Tom King, and... yeah, and if it wasn't for Tom King goal that day, it probably would have been about twelve or thirteen nil. Like that yeah, was the reality of it. King, but they've only lost five nil because he let one through his legs. He did let he? one in, right? But <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was our best player that day, and that says all you need to know about that. But um, one thing I want to mention was contracts because um, you know you mentioned Matt Smith. Uh, Rao is saying he's actually not made final decisions yet on a lot of his players. I think it's muted that Sean Hutchinson is going to step up into the coaching staff full time. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what's happened to Pierce. Don't know if he's getting another the contracts or not. We, no one quite knows that one. But he did say he's open. What, Sean talks. Williams. Sean, Sean Williams is stepping up to the coaching staff, supposedly by the looks of it. That's muted, and it's probably going to happen. But um, he said he's open t- uh, conversations with Jed Wallace. Now he's only got 15 months left on his contracts at the time of this podcast. I mean, th- that, is that an error on Mills' part? Letting one of your best players, if not you know the most valuable asset, in my opinion. To have only fifteen months less on these contracts, like he knows, he knows what he's worth, and he's and he's probably drawing it out. But I mean, most players don't negotiate when they, you know, until they've got 
closer to a year left in their contract anyway. There's probably Mate. some clause in there for it anyway. Mate, I'll tell you what, if this was under Andy Ambler, we'd have started talks in 12 months' time. Oh, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We let a lot yeah. of players go, of course. That was the problem. That was the problem. I think it was with Chris Taylor. We just left it fucking too late, didn't we? And, yeah, well, he left us. So it's quite a good thing that they've recognised that he's only got 15 months left on his contract. So he would try. So we're going to try and sign him up to a longer-term deal. If I was Jed Wallace, I wouldn't sign it, to be quite honest. I'd be thinking, hold on a minute, I can get a decent move at the end of this. Do you think 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 we get off for 10 million? Like what Barry said there, if we get off for 10 million plus for Jed, do you think we're we're definitely letting go, won't we? If he's in his last year contract, ten million pounds plus would be more than enough for Jed Wallace. But that's the thing; like, it bothers me because he is your most valuable asset. Like to me, like him and Jake Cooper are the two most valuable players. Like, you should be getting this contract talks done before January just gone, and then you have got eighteen months left to then get maximum value for him if it's muted. He wants to go. I feel like I understand. Like you know, in the past, I remember Trotter, James Henry, players out all leaving on a free transfer because you know they had a hot kind of value to him, and then eventually they left after a bigger pay deal. I think Wallace's case, you know, he tried to have that move to Wolves and never works out for him. So I think he knows he's worth here at Mill, and I think he would stay personally. But I, I do think Mill's, you know, it should be done already, Jed Wallace's contracts. What do you think, Kai? Like, you know, like Jed Wallace in particular for me, like, you know, it should it should be already be done. He's got a five-year deal, whatever, done, left us to the side. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Before we go any further, it's 1-1 in this game. I just I forgot Ooh. to update that. I forgot to update that, but it is 1-0 after 32 minutes. Um, Who's got the goals, Kai? Kay's <laughs> uh, Kay, got one. Not sure on the other one. Missed that one. Um, but on, on the Jeff Wallace uh, talks, um, absolutely agree with with all of you. Um, it, it, we, we need to tie him down. He's, he's, as you said, him and Jake Cooper are, are our uh, most valuable assets. And and then Jed, Jed's got that... Um, just, Jed's got that ability where, you know, sometimes he's not in the game. Like against Rotherham, I, I didn't think he had a great game against Rotherham, but he pops up with a winner. He, he's always worth having on the pitch because, you know, if you get a free kick or you get he gets a chance, he normally does take it, Jed Wallace. He's, he's he's excellent. And in them sort of situations, he really steps up for us. So, yeah, definitely need to, need to make sure we tie him down. The one thing I would say is that I, I would guess in Millwall's mind that if Jed Wallace indicates he isn't going to sign a new contract, I think they'll probably try and sell him in the summer as opposed to try uh, as opposed to risk losing him for nothing. So they're obviously, yeah, but it's a good time to start talks. Obviously this time last year would have been better, but he might not have wanted to have signed. Yeah. So I think, I think if, if it comes back that he won't sign a new contract, I think you'll find that Millwall will sell him this summer. I think this is just typical Mill, by the way. It's players splitting opinion, especially wingers. Like people will say, Paul Whitefield is the best player, or well, not the best player, but like, I'm just using this as a term. Paul Whitefield gets you off your seat, exciting player. Some people go, Paul Whitefield, inconsistent, couldn't do it, really frustrating to watch. And then the same for James Henry, could cross the ball superbly. Oh no, he couldn't. He he, he was inconsistent and came and gone in games. But um, what's this, Mickey? Who was that? That was wasn't that Harry Smith. I- yeah, that's Harry Smith. He's yeah. now at Northampton, I think. Yeah, didn't he yeah, go right. up to Macclesfield? They got bombed out of the league. He scored a few goals up there. And He's at Northampton. I think now, the I think. last, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think unfortunately, funny enough, had a I lot think he was personal. Ivan Tony's replacement, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think, think they I signed think him after Ivan Tony went to. Yeah, unfortunately Peterborough. for him, he had a lot of personal issues when he joined us, and. Um, 
And I think that just sort of threw him back a bit. But it's good to see that he's he's back in the game. He's playing. He's he's found a love for football again, and um, and he's progressing. So he's only a young lad. So you know you've got to take your hat off to him because he did have it proper rough when he was with us. Uh, you know, through personal issues and stuff. So yeah, bless him. So um, what I was going to say about the wingers, Jed Wallace. Like you know, we all agree he's probably one of our best players, right? So then. The chats we've been asked, what's the valuation you'd put on his head? I think Jed Wallace in the going market today is probably worth eight to ten million pounds, personally. What do you reckon, Kai? New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. With no application fee if you apply by August 31st, there's never been a better time to focus on your future. UMGC offers 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, affordable tuition, and more than 125 degrees and certificate programs in numerous career-relevant fields. Put yourself on the path to succeed again. Apply by August 31st and pay no application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by Chev. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say that with, with the contract he's on. You know, that, that's probably a fair a fair estimate. What, what, would you, what would you think if he was on a four-year contract? Both shake it. That, that's all, for me, if three or four-year deal, we'd be eight to ten million pounds. Right yeah, now, that's, that's you'd be lucky yeah. to get five or six million for a player. Yeah, right, 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 now, five, right now, five to six million. But if we could get, if we could tie him down to a big contract, I'd, I'd say eight to ten. To me, we is invaluable, guys. I know you're both shaking your heads. Five, five to eight, to eight yeah? million. Eight million being a push. I reckon if someone come in and offered five, six million, the club would take him. I think if somebody offered, I think if somebody offered four and a half million at the minute with a year left on his contract, they'll snap their hand off. His valuation is going down all the time. I think the days of us eighteen months ago, when we'd have probably got fifteen million for him when Villa were interested, uh, I think that was the time to sell him. But but to be fair, you're right. He is invaluable. He does blow hot and cold. But but he is actually our best player. If we actually, you know, let's not put too much of a finer point on it. He is our best player. So there's absolutely no way will we get twelve million quid for him. No. It's interesting to see like the comparisons of people's values and what people think. You know, like it's it's true. Like it is football is like that though it could be we got seven million pounds for George Savile for God's sake if we got seven million pounds for George Savile yeah not in one hit though that's the thing it was fucking it, does, it doesn't matter if it's in one hit or not it's seven million pounds years. coming into the club you know what I mean so I think you know it, it, it's hard to say it's hard to put a value but what do you yeah, what it all helps on financial fair play yeah, when it's yeah, spread yeah, out yeah. over a yeah. length of time yeah, that's yeah, what same. Arsenal have done is they've signed all of these players and they've done them on dang payments of not very much, and then it's paid over the next four or five seasons. Say, say for instance, we sell him for ten. Say, say we sell him for ten million, and say we sell Cooper for five, six, or or, or, or ten million, right? Say, say between them, we get minimum of fifteen million between them, right, for both of those players. What do you think they're going to do with that fifteen million? Invest it in the club. Come on, in the players or in the club. 
In the both. both. No, it'll go on debts. It'll go on debts. Some money will be made available. Some some money will be made available. But it'll just go on debt, wouldn't it? The vast majority of it. Hearsay to that then. So say like £15 million raised from two player sales, £10 million available for transfers, £5 million of it will be available for wages or whatever. I'm just hearsay. Would you rather we sign two players to replace them or sign five or six players that you think could nurture and become the next ten, fifteen million pound players, and then you times that by five, and then you've suddenly got fifty, sixty million pounds worth of sales there in the future? Would you rather? How would you approach it, Kai? Like this is a recruitment question again. Like we're no experts; we're just fans sitting here talking about it. But what would you rather they done? Direct replacements, or how would you approach it? No, I, I try and get a couple players for a couple more players extra on top of it because I think that's my worry. If we if we sold Jed and Coops for fifteen million, say combined, um, first you've got to replace them. So finding that replacement is going to cost cost a bit of money. If you want to want to find a replacement that can fill their boots right here, right now, not be a sort of two or three seasons, build them up to be that quality. We need them that that there now, don't we? So you know that's going to cost a bit. Then if you want a couple other players, you know, because you normally sell a player to 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 be able to, for example, Brentford they sold. Um, Ivan Tony didn't they for what was it 30 million something like that and they brought yeah Ollie Watkins that's it yeah. uh, and they, they they brought in two or three players for that didn't they uh, Godos uh, on, on the loan for a, for a to be made permanent so they they sold one and they brought in three for it I'd like to see something like that if we sold two I'd like to see us bring five or six in for the same money um, but at the same time you'd have to replace Jed and Coop so that would be, I think that'd be quite hard for for um, for that amount of money so we, you'd have to see I guess I think realistically for us to make the next step up, Neil, I, I know you're going to make your own point, but realistically for us to make the next step up, we need to sell our assets to reinvest, I feel personally. You look at Brentford and that's how they've done it. We've not got this parachute payments from the Premier League, but we need to sell to, to go again, I feel like, Neil. Mate, we sing off the same M sheet on this one. Uh, we're both fans of speculate to accumulate, aren't we? So if that means we sold them and we use that money to bring in two or three, four players, uh, give a two or three players that have got potential, and you'd have to spend some on uh, ready-made replacements, if you like, but there are players playing in the lower divisions that we could get in, develop, and then they're our next sell-on, aren't they? Uh it's difficult, isn't it? Because, as I think, as we said last week, Millwall have got a habit of uh, holding on to players for too long. Mm. I, I just hope that we don't hang on to Jed for too long, and uh, that he walks away for nothing at the end. Because he's been over a very smart agent working there somewhere, and he'll be doing all of the sums. But you've got to ask yourself: Could Jed Wallace play in the Premier League? I don't think so. Yeah, he is. He is actually uh, where we are. May maybe a Brentford, maybe a Bournemouth type of club, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably that little bridge, isn't it? You know, relegation Premier League side yeah. slash the top six Championship side. So I agree with you there. I feel like I feel like we've um, spoke a lot about recruitment and you know budgets and what we'd do if we was Mills um, chairman. But I mean, we've got twenty minutes left to discuss tomorrow's game against Brentford. I mean, 
it's always a tough place to go. New ground now, though. So form goes out the window a little bit through history. I know, Neil, you, you used to talk about stats earlier. I think we only won three times, didn't we, at uh, Griffin Park, if, if I'm not mistaken? Three wins since 1965. Unbelievable. I'm very much mistaken. I think the last time we won there was uh, with an Into the Lions Den I did with uh, Paul Oberts. Yeah. Uh, so, and that was 2006. So our record there is absolutely woeful. But as you say, it's a new ground. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's none of that. Uh, there's none of that history on your back, is it? Is I remember some absolute humdingers at um, Griffin Park. I mean, obviously you mentioned the Boxing Day four-one win. I think it was, um, and I remember the two-two game not long after that, where I think um, James Henry scored a free kick from about the halfway line. I think Robinson scored that goal where he dives to the floor and got all mud down his top and stuff like that in that game. Like, that's some memory in my head there. Um, but then, obviously, in more recent times, last season when we was two 0 up, and Kai, we mentioned it, didn't we? When Barrett was in charge, and then we chucked away a two-goal lead to lose three-two in the second half. But yeah, I mean, it will be interesting tomorrow. Obviously, going into a game at a new stadium, and whether or not we could take it to Brentford. No, definitely, I agree. Uh, last year, I thought we were in a. Uh, looking back on last year, obviously, in the moment, you you, you gutted, aren't you? But I felt like you know they they battered us, didn't they? Probably first half. I think we we're probably lucky to get. I think if I remember rightly, we we're probably lucky to get. A half-time lead, but you know when you're when you're two new up, you shouldn't you shouldn't lose that 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 lead. Um, so yeah, it was a really awful awful day out. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game tomorrow. They've got some good players. Um, obviously, say Ben Rama and Ollie Watkins leaving in the summer did did leave them a bit uh, weaker. But Ivan Tony um, is brilliant. Mbwemo uh, seems to be hitting form again, and um, Canos seems to have come back into the team who they had last year, but was was playing um, was play was on the bench due to Ben Rama's great form, but. Um, him and God, between him and Godos, they kind of share the left wing spot. But they're they're a great side. They've got great creativity in the midfield, Jensen and um, and the Silva. Um, so they'll be a really really tough side. It's just whether we can um, stay strong defensively with Hutch. I'd I'd say we could keep a clean sheet. Um, but without Hutch, I sort of just question our defence a little bit. I just think Hutch is that that per, that that player in there that just keeps us so solid. Um, but I'd like to think tomorrow we we can keep a clean sheet without him. I think um, the chat is uh, a bit ominous here when we're looking at the predictions. 3-0 for Brentford from Gavin, 3-1 loss from Joe. And I feel like we've normally got some positivity here, but I think this is, you know, I, I, here we go. I think we'll win 2-1 from Darren Swan. That's the first prediction of a win. 1-1 from Linus as well. I mean, Mickey, what's your thoughts ahead of tomorrow? I mean... 2-1. 2-1 Millwall or 2-1 yeah. Brentford? 2-1 Millwall. <laughs> yeah? For what reason? Why, is it, why are we going to win 2-1 tomorrow, mate? Because we seem to always bounce back from a loss. We seem to get something up, you know, get something where we just fucking go for it. And I've got a feeling that we're just going to go for it towards the end of the season. We're not going to get there, you know, but we're just going to have a go and go. Um, and and I think it's now going to go into shit or bust. He's going to play quite an attacking formation because he's got nothing to lose now. I think we're on the beach, excuse the pun. I mean, I think a few people said in the chat as well. I think we're kind of done now. I think that's it. Like, I, I mean, it's fair play to the side though. I mean, I think about Huddersfield last season, last game of the season, we won 4-1. So maybe the side does have a bit of momentum to keep going, Neil. I mean, maybe that's what Rowett could, you know, get the side doing. But what's your thoughts ahead of tomorrow, mate? Uh, I'd like us to win there. Brentford have a bit of choking don't they, mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. They've choked a bit early this year. Yeah, they usually fuck it up in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but it, but it's come a little bit early. Uh, Head says 
we're going to get turned over by two or three. Yeah, Hart, I'd like to think that we could keep it tight and maybe nick one. But that's but, but that's a bit like Mickey's, uh, uh, we can still make the playoffs. Fucking Clay Cuckoo land that bit, in it? I wondered but, where you was going with that, to be honest, at, at one point there. So, But fair enough. Like, it, yeah. it was just... Uh, I, I'd like us to go down there and just give a good account of ourselves. I think mm-hmm. I think mentally we are on the beach. Yeah, we've given up. Uh, yeah. But as long as we don't go down there and embarrass ourselves, well then I think yeah. that's a bonus, isn't it? I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll be a draw tomorrow. I'll say it. We have not drawn nine games, so we're due one. And also, you know, Brentford are fresh on the back of a 5-0 win at Preston, I think, last week. So, yeah, they had their little blip. You're right, Neil, like, you know, four or five games drawing, I think, in a row. But, you know, they won 5-0 last week, and I think that will do them a bit of confidence. And I think they're still not a guaranteed playoffs at the moment, so they need to get themselves a couple of wins just to get that put to bed. So, um, I personally think it'll be one all tomorrow, though, I think. I think I think we'll turn up. I think, you know, I think we will go out there. I've got a feeling he'll play Evans in the back three. I think we'll bring Woods back into the middle. And hopefully Billy Mitchell next to him. Hopefully we see Mahoney in the 10 if he wants to start giving players a chance. Mahoney in the 10 behind Jed and Bennett. And I think we'll give him a good game on the counter-attack. They're going to keep lots of the ball. It's not going to surprise us, is it? But I think we'll give him a good game and hopefully run out winners. Or draw, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, let's hope that Bart sleeps well tonight because he's going to be fucking busy tomorrow lunchtime, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've seen Ivan Tony a few times when he was playing for Northampton and Scunthorpe, and I've never really been that impressed by him, to be honest. Uh, he's one of those strikers, I think, who flatters to deceive. I don't think he's really that good. He's not as good as Ollie Watkins, because Ollie Watkins has walked in the England squad, hasn't he, since he went to Villa. But... I think this Brentford team isn't as good as it was last year, or even the year before that. I don't know what, yeah, well, I don't know what, yeah, well, everyone else thinks. I think but, Tony, in particular, I think he's a player that he fits the criteria. He's mid twenties and he's scored some goals and worth picking up. He plays for Brentford. I feel even Mason Bennett, if he played all season, would get fifteen, twenty goals for Brentford. I think you know it's a luxury to play for a side like out front. I agree with you. I do agree with you, Neil. I think um, they're not quite the same Brentford side that they once were a couple of years ago when they should have really been promoted whilst they were at Griffin Park. But then again, I think that experience is still a few players in there. You know they've got the capability to put a team away, and I hope it's not us tomorrow. I say that much, Kyle. No, I absolutely agree. I think um, I, I think Ivan Tony's. You know, going back to what Neil said about Ivan Tony, I think he, Ivan Tony's a good player. I think you know he's he's his goal scoring uh, records speaks for itself. I think he's at twenty he's twenty nine for the season now, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he, the record's thirty, isn't it? Glenn Murray, I think, got that. So he'll be looking to to get the two goals to to sort of see it over. Um, he's a good player, but I agree with what Neil said. Like, he, he doesn't. He doesn't on the eye. He doesn't look as good as he as he as he as his stats are. Um, He's a bit of a, I think he's a bit of a, um, an awkward striker actually in the way that he plays. But but he seems to always be there for the tap-ins and the and and the ones that, that matter. So in that way, we need to we need to keep a good a, an eye on him. And I wonder who will take him tomorrow. But I expect Murray Wallace probably to try and deal with him. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see a good a, a good account of ourselves tomorrow. Just turn up and 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 give it our all, and hopefully we can get a result. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a one-one. Um, I just feel like we're probably not going to be able to shut them out all game. Um, but I'd like to I see it as, as good, on the counter. 
I think a good point would be that you'd be doing your streak if uh, John Daddy Bavardson was in that Brentford side, because I think even he'd get 15 goals, wouldn't he? I agree. Yeah, just, that's what I mean. Right? Just I for think... the sheer number of chances that they create. Yeah. But I think I think somebody mentioned uh, I think somebody mentioned that they're struggling at home. Yeah, they probably haven't settled into this ground yet, have they? Mm-hmm. So I, I, on, it, it, on... it's a good time to go there, I think. And, no, look, I agree with that, but on, on Joe's point there, oh. right? On Joe's point there, I'd rather us go for an attacking attacking wise um and, and go all out and see what, what sort of attacking side we've got at the moment. We know we need some decent, decent strikers, but you know what? Set it up with an attacking side and, and go all out. If we lose four or five nil, so fucking what? You know what? We we we're safe, we know where we are. Who cares? This season's been a bit of a fuck up anyway, but just go for it and actually see if if we can play an attacking style of football. Um, Maybe this question's fitting for you then, Mickey. What would be your team be for tomorrow? I know you I know team this side of things is not your forte all the time, mate, but what what would you want to see then? Like what would you want to see for that attacking side? I'd want I, I would go with Bennett and I would probably go is Bradshaw Bradshaw's not is Bradshaw injured? He's not, is he? I think he's injured. It's just not. No, I, think not so. no, I, I would want. I would. I would go for Bradshaw and Bennett up front, and stick Jed just behind them. Um, I wouldn't put Woods in there. Um, right. I'd, I'd put Bart in. I would have. Um, I'd have Evans over Romeo. Um, I wouldn't put Pierce in there either. Um, McNamara in there. Yeah, definitely. I'd have the young the youngsters in there and just have a bit of pace, have a bit of fucking passion and just fucking go for it. We've got nothing to lose. And I would just go, you know what, go. Because Jed's sitting in that number 10 position and where he's got the free reign, that's when he causes problems. And I reckon with the fact of having Bradshaw and Bennett both up there, who, you know, both can score on, have Malone in there as well, you, you suddenly you're suddenly opening yourself up where potentially little tiny mistakes from the opposition could be grabbed upon. Mm-hmm. And someone like Jed, Malone, fucking Bennett, Bradshaw up front, they could put, they could, they could score. So all of a sudden we could possibly go three, four, you know, we could possibly score three or four. If we get those chances and they fall, Evan sticking balls in or, or McNamara, um, Danny Mac sticking balls in. We know he can. I, I, look, Wood's okay. Woods can stick balls in on a two pence, you know, on a penny. But trouble is, he don't do it every fucking one, and he loses more. And I, I'm still sorry, but when you what if he plays tomorrow, just watch him. He seems to run like a fucking chicken. When you when he runs, right, you find that his chest is out like this, and he's got a weird posture, and he and he sort of runs as if he's got a fucking a double G he chest. He runs like he shits himself. Exactly. Exactly. Every time he plays, I spend most of the game watching him run because it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, if you haven't watched him, have a look tomorrow. If he plays, I see, I see it. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. He, he's got a certain run to him and he doesn't run overly fast either. I'm not, it doesn't, the pace is not one thing, but he, he looks like he's jogging as well, doesn't it? It's a bit, it's a weird run, but yeah, I mean, um, but then right out of the grade will come out again, Mickey. The poor fella can't win either Listen, way. Listen, they come out all the time, mate. And at the end of the day, 
he ain't going nowhere. He's been given he's been given a subject by the board to do. He's already done it this season. He's kept us in the championship. He ain't going nowhere. You know, it, it, it's he ain't going nowhere. So all those all those saying, "Oh, row it out, row it out, row it out," it ain't happening. He ain't going nowhere. If we fucking finish relegation next season, then maybe so. But he ain't going nowhere. Um, and you know what? Millwall wouldn't be Millwall without the Boo Boys and the fucking manager out, fucking posse. Do you know what I mean? I think the only manager I wanted out was Steve Lomas before he started and fucking Holloway. I I I, I couldn't stand Holloway from the moment. He just talks bollocks. What manager comes up into the fucking, into the executive lounge, tells the tactics of what you're going to play. So all you do is have an opposition. He's put someone up in the exec lounge and then phone down to the manager and go, Oh, by the way, he's just told us he's going to play 4-4 fucking 2 with this, this, this and this, and this is how he's going to play. That's why we were getting turned over fucking every week because the prick was fucking telling people what he was going to play. I think Man City, City do that, don't out. they? Yeah, well, Man City do that in their diamond lane. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't a member of the coaching team go into that tunnel club that they've got and do the same sort of thing before a game? No, I yeah, the only difference is that no one can afford to go well. in there as it costs about 50 grand a game to get in there. All the motivational quotes and all that lot. Look, you know, Holloway... Oh, he was a cunt end of, wasn't he? He had one, 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 one part of his season one that could... was good at Blackpool. Um, other than that, he didn't have no, it, mate. He, he, he's just... He's not had it. No, he was a... No, he was a cunt end off. He still is a cunt, and he always will be a cunt. So let's just fucking leave it. Rowett's got to rebuild the team, and as long as the board back him on rebuilding the team and giving the finances, which I still don't honestly believe they're going to give him big, big pound notes. As long as they give him and he gets who he wants, then we're in the start of seeing something good possibly coming ahead. But it, it it's all about how much it's going to cost him. If he's looking for twenty, thirty million pound to invest in players, then it ain't going to happen. If he's looking at, no, he could probably do that with, that with with 10 million, possibly, um, not, in, not in lump sums over time with, with add-ons and all that, what we all like to do, then you know what? I think that could happen. It's a fifty million pound question, though, mate, isn't it? You know, it's it, what can Millwall achieve? What can Mill? Uh, is this like a glass ceiling that you know for us to go next level? This is it. Like a lot needs to be said about that. But yeah, I think. Um, oh, you just put a comment up with you, or um, I was yeah, no, I've just worked out my team actually. You got your team oh. as well, have you? Do your team, yeah, so we come back actually. to Joe's point in a minute. Go on, Neil. Right, my team. I'm going to a few changes here. Actually, it would be Bart. Danny McNamara, Cooper and Evans, Malone. I'd go four at the back. Then I'd play Keith and Billy Mitchell in midfield. I'd put Jed in behind Bennett, Alexander and Mahoney. It's totally, totally, totally wouldn't ever happen because he'll he'll go five at the back, won't he? Mm -hmm. And his love child will come back into the side. We all know that. I want to see so, Mahoney. I do want to see it. Like I, wa- the- I want to see Mahoney because he shows little glimpses during games of what he's capable of. There was a little drag back and shot on the edge of the area a couple of games ago, wasn't there? And you just think, this boy has got something there. He's just... 
God, I to be honest with you, if I had to give you an answer now, I could see him slipping out the back door in the summer and a club picking him up, maybe a League One, and he plays some games and he bounces back again. I, I hope I'm proved wrong. I hope he comes in the next five games, bosses all five, and the next season he's coming back in and he's fit and ready to go. Have you got a team for us for tomorrow, Kai? Yeah, go on then. I'll go with uh, Barton Goal, uh, Danny Mack at right back. I'll go. Um, it's, the thing is, it's hard to play Murray and Cooper, isn't it? Right, right and left centre-back without having a four because they're both left-footed. So I'll go with Evans and, and Cooper and then Malone. I'll go with uh, Billy Mitchell. I know you're going to hate me for this, Neil, but Woods uh, in the in the middle. Uh, with <laughs> Jed, Jed Mahoney, Bennett all in behind. Zahor or Bradshaw, one of the two, I don't mind. Um, but I was going to quickly mention a point about Woods, actually, Neil, because I know you were talking about that a minute ago. Um, funny enough, what we were talking about Woods last Friday, weren't we? And and he, he didn't even bring him on last week. He brought Williams on ahead of, ahead of Woods, which I, which I was a bit confused what that was about. Um, normally, Woods is his go-to substitution, but if, if he ever if he doesn't play, which is very rare. So I thought it was really strange for Woods not to even appear off the bench, especially for how, how often he always plays. So I wonder if anyone has any any idea of that. That was, that was strange. Yo, can I just say one thing, yeah? For saying that, if there's anybody in Kai's family watching this, can they please come upstairs and throw something at him? <laughs> yeah, I want to see that live on air, yeah? Get something, the nearest thing to hand, and throw <laughs> it at him for even suggesting Ryan Woods to play tomorrow. I would, I would, I would have Woods in tomorrow. Yeah, don't I'd let us down, I'd, the Bennett I'd, family. I'd, Come and throw something at him. I'd have him in tomorrow as well, to be honest, Ryan Woods. I would do. I think, um, I feel like he's one of those players, but when he's in, we fucking hate him. But at the same time, Saturday, Saturday, I think we missed him. We didn't, the midfield was non-existent Saturday. Like, again, I didn't, like, a lot of the game kind of passed me by and it's a, at this point, like you know, I I don't remember like half the game at this point from last Saturday because it's dwindling out to a boring season. But Woods, his presence in the midfield was missed on Saturday for me. And we need someone that's going to get on the ball and play. Bless Keith. And Billy Mitchell's not quite, I don't know if he's got authority yet in the team, but Keith and Bell's job's not to get in there and get on the ball. It's to put a tackle in, get hold of it, and yeah. give it to someone else to dictate play. That's right. And that's yeah. why I think, I you know, Woods, I think Woods is that player, but it's just that I think we can get better than Woods, which I hope we can do in the summer and reassess that situation. But personally, at the moment, Woods would be in my team. And I'd go with I a 4 2. I'd go with a 4 2 3 1 as well, actually. I think, which is what Neil's gone for. And I'd have Bart, McNamara. I'd go with Cooper and Evans as well. It's a good shout. I'd like to see what could be done with that. But then Evans could also be that player that gets on the ball from the back line because he likes to get on the ball and pass it around equally. And then left back, I'd have Malone. I'd go with Mitchell and Woods in the middle. I just want to see what that dynamic would be like. I'm curious. I don't know if it'll work, but I'm curious mind about that one. And then I'd have Mahoney in the 10 and then Wallace out wide instead of what Neil's got there. And then Bennett on the left and probably Sahor up top. What else can we play for at this point? I think that'll be my the team. The only thing I would say about playing Woods tomorrow is we want to play players that are going to be here next season. That's so true. if Woods isn't going to be here next season, good yeah, point. we've got nothing. Yeah, good point. yeah, we've got nothing to actually uh, go for by playing him. Yeah, yeah potentially. I I'd quite like to see Ryan Leonard play, but I don't think he's fit at the minute, is he? Is he only just come back to training, did I read? Yeah, he's him and Thompson are both for a week away, or maybe Bournemouth could be a shout for them. So be interesting when he but comes one, back in. But one thing, I know you banged a drum for Hayden Muller. So would it possibly be a case of playing Muller alongside? I'd love to see him get a game. 
Yeah, I think he played but, for the 23s yesterday or the day before, so he's probably not. I don't know if he's going to go again Saturday, but I'd love to see him get a game. I think he has yeah. to have a game before the end of the season. If if Rabbit's uh, if if Rabbit's serious about him and him being at the club, I think he has to play. Uh, Just between now and the end of the season, he has to have a couple of games. We have to talk about it before it goes. That is. A good point. I I think um, I think we're deluded if we think we're going to be getting ten thousand fans in the den next season. Um, Agreed. I think if you look at what they've done at Wembley, Wembley's a ninety-eight thousand seater seater stadium, and they've got less than ten percent going in there for a, a game, and they they've got well less than ten percent of actual fans. I mean. Well, they're giving Tottenham and Man City two thousand fans each. Oh, they're yeah. not allowing they're not allowing disabled fans in or, or disabled fans what are classed as vulnerable. vulnerable. They're not letting they're not letting them in, um, and they're letting eight thousand fans in as total. Four thousand hardcore fans, what I would call them, and potentially four thousand sponsor corporate guests. Um, I've got a feeling that there's going to be more corporate guests going forward to football next season than there are the normal paying punters. Um, and I hate to say it because it's it's completely against everything I, I stand for. But when you've got a fan what's prepared to pay £250, £300 for a ticket compared to a fan on a season ticket, what's probably, you know, worth to the club £20 a ticket, they're going to always throw in, um, you know, more corporate as of Wembley, um, because of spend ahead, they're going to get more out of them, potentially. Um, I hope they don't go with that model. I hope that we can get close to, you know, at least half-filled stadiums. Um, something we've been talking about on our group chat for a while is we don't – I definitely don't believe, uh, and, and Neil will probably back it, that I don't think we're going to get away fans for a while. I don't think we'll be going to away games for a while yet. Um but again, you know, it all depends um, how it's going to turn out towards the end of next, you know, later on this year. Um, with everyone talking about that flu is going to be coming back and fucking COVID and this, that and the other. But to think that we're going to get, you know, full full stadiums, I don't think that's going to be for at least another couple of years, two seasons, maybe three seasons at least yet. Who knows, Mickey? This is it. We can speculate. Don't but why who really agree knows? with that. Don't quite, don't quite agree with two or three seasons, Mick. But I agree with everything else you said, and I know we were talking about it before we went on air. I think you'll find that it will be introduced in phases, won't it? I think we'll, well probably be allowed... The airlines are saying they're not going well, Possibly, but airlines are saying they don't reckon they're going to get back to to where they were pre-COVID figures until, 25, until 2025, 26. So... Yeah, I know that, Barry. My my mother-in-law got a, a letter the other day saying that someone in her street or, or, or area, whatever it does, to say that it's there. It's in Barnet as well. Um, so there's loads of, you know, there's loads of stuff. Lewisham, it all depends on local authorities. Lewisham, we're not their best, we're not their best fan. Do you know what I mean? So it all depends on on how much they deem um, stadium sports as a as a risk. Um, we are their only stadium sport. You know, there's their big stadium arena in Lewisham. 
Um, so we'd have to wait and see. I would probably prefer to be in Southwark and let Southwark make that decision than Lewisham, but... I think it'll be a government thing, won't it? It'll come from... I think we'll probably be allowed, what, 40% at the start of next season. And what, then you reckon, going you reckon what's that? That'll be what? About 6,000? What, you reckon we'll be allowed about, what, yeah. 6,000, maybe 5,000? What's yeah, the state? You're making it off, isn't it? 18 and yeah, a half. I, I think, think so, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I think we'll be allowed four or 5,000. Away fans, I quite agree with Gavin Smith. You're not going to get away fans in grounds. Oh, I doubt. I I would like, I'd, prob, I'd probably think for much of next season, if not the whole of next season. But where do you or draw the line there? do. Some or, fans live yeah, in Kent. Some fans live up north. Some fans live in the southwest. Like mm. that, that's home fans. So how can you stop away fans? Then technically, I agree. But I, I agree with you. Know. I don't know how you're going to manage it. And what I don't want is them. What I don't want is what I spoke about the other week. Is what I don't want is football clubs using COVID as a way of bringing in ID cards, which the FA have wanted for a long, long time. And I could see them making changes. This new police bill. You know, we're looking at protests and everything else. It's going to affect us. I'm I'm speaking to a couple of people who are experts on that subject to to try and get them on a show going forward, possibly pre on post season. But I, I I think that it's not all roses ahead at the minute. Which I don't want to be negative with it, but it, it it's going to be you know everyone looking for records, what we sold, what we sold season tickets, and all that. You know, I think it's probably on, what, three and a half, four thousand season tickets at the moment. Um, I think the last time we sold nearly 10,000 season tickets before the season started was, what, 2017. Um, I mm. just, I, I think there's lots of people waiting to see whether or not you need COVID passports, whether you need this, then that, um, before they make their decisions. And also, don't forget, at the moment, three and a half, four thousand season ticket holders, but most people haven't paid more than 50 quid for their season ticket anyway. Yeah, I can see it actually. I can see it actually getting to a point where they say we've sold four and a half thousand season tickets. We can't sell any more for the time being because we don't yeah, think we're going to get you into the ground. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Bit, yeah, I've it's yeah, it's a strange situation. I don't think anybody can really say what's going to happen until we know. Until he until he makes his usual formal U turns, which he's bound to do, isn't he? Let's face it, he's bound to U turn at least two, three, four more times. Uh, so, but could yeah. it be? Yeah, but could it be that they maybe use away ends to get more home fans in? If you know what I mean. Well, I think so. They, they should, can I mean... actually. So they can actually. So they can actually spread well, people out a little well, bit. We've done. When we done the Wonderwall Cup, um, it works out that it's nearly it's about five thousand fans per side. Okay, so if they're all home fans, it would work out about or, or neutral fans as such, it would work out about five thousand fans per per side thereabouts, right? And realistically, if you could get two thousand fans in each side, split between a thousand top, a thousand bottom on, on all four sides. That would give us a good atmosphere, and you'll be able to do that quite easily. But it, it's, it, it. I don't think the government and Health England and all that lot are worried about the fans going in the ground. I think it's the fact of them 
during halftime, going to the loo, buying drinks, etc., etc. I think we're probably going to look at um, what I'm hearing is that alcohol is going to come back into stadiums during the pitch at some point going forward. I know this from a couple of years ago as well, that they were looking to test it. I think that needs to come back. You're going to go very probably the American eyes where people walk around with food and drink. How that will work at Millwall without them being robbed, I've got no idea. But, um, you know, free burgers, free this, free that. You know, it is it is how it is. But that that's the way I see it. More stopping people going to the concourse and congregating on the concourse, more letting people drink within the stadium, drink within watching the pitch, keep more people in their seats during half-time, um, bring the food round, bring the beer round, etc. I think that that is going to need to be looked at and changed. Regulations are going to need to be looked at and changed, uh, same as they do in Europe. Um, we are very, very, very behind the times and all of this. So, yeah. Should we um, call that full-time here, lads? I think... Um... I think we ran over a little bit today, but yeah, I think um, we ran our course. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to leave a like. And if you're the first time on our channel, be sure to subscribe and check us out. Um, weekly content, obviously, will be coming soon. But obviously, on a Friday, we're always live at 8 o'clock. So be sure to come along next time earlier if you're just joining us now. And if you listen to us on Spotify, be sure to uh, give us a review. Same on Apple Podcasts as well. So, um, yeah, be sure to check us out. Mickey, anything else? Uh, no, I think you're right. And uh, Brian Horn, the legend, Brian Horn. Um, it, it's we'll leave that thing and obviously reply in the comments, reply, reply across our social medias. And maybe Brian, next week, if you're about, mate, we'll get you on. So, yeah. um, drop us a WhatsApp and let us know, mate. And maybe we'll get you on next week and um, and get some points from you on it. But yeah, if you enjoy Carl, um, I think maybe we we'll get Carl back again next week. He seems to add. Um, a bit and maybe the month of April we'll uh, we get Carl there so look I think I think we're all done mate so um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for tuning everyone we'll speak to you soon and um, come on me all tomorrow said confidential if you receive this in error please delete <laughs> that's so you anyway i heard you bought a boat when we set in sail captain <laughs> when you get a boat you also get new friends make sure progressives one of them and get coverage today for as little as a hundred dollars a year oh and uh, no you did not receive this message in error <laughs> progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.